This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. All right, welcome to the Dine Local SD podcast number 45. I am so excited to welcome Chef Carmine Lopez. Hi. Hi. Um, this is the first time Judy has ever written, so excited. So excited. But it is true. I am so excited we are, to welcome You know what? Also, so we're on this high it. still. Yeah. Because we ha- we, you know, we saw each other last week. I know. We've been seeing each other yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. We need more of it in our life. Um, Judy. Oh, okay. Judy's going to sneak in here and do something. something. Um, anyways, hi. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks great. for having me. <laughs> Judy's just snuck out. Hi, producer Judy. Um, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I was like, me? <laughs> me? Here? Yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Carmine, we first met, was it at that event at Carnitas? Yeah, Summer Sirens. Wow, you have Just, a good memory. Yeah. I'm like, that event yeah. at Carnitas? I remember I was super sick. Yes, you were. I, I wanted was to so tell you. sick. And um, at the Grit and Grace, yeah. you were also sick. I know. Too, I'm, I'm like a sickly person. Um, I want to say that was 2014. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, summer I Sirens. Maybe 13, 2013, yeah. 14, something like that. Um, and it was a it was an all-female event mm-hmm. at Carnita Snack Shack. Hi, Hannes. Hi, Hannes. <laughs> Hello. Um, and Rachel King was there. Uh, Rachel was and there. And Lassa. Lassa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Cool. Um, and then we've, I've just kind of like been stalking you ever since. Girl, you know? I've been stalking you. Yeah, we've been stalking <laughs> each other. And I've, okay, I'm a fan of Kat just because, oh, um, you know, been watching her. I felt like we were kind of on the same path. Yeah. And then, you know, she made her career jumps. And I was like, man, you know, I want man. a nosy person outside, you know, outside the circle. But it's like, what's going on? But then I see, you know, I was like, you know what? She's confident. She knows what she's doing. She's doing her thing and all that stuff. So I've always been kind of like, yay. I'm yeah. glad that's your perception of me. No, because you know I like even Facebook, like, hey, girl, enjoy your trip. I or, know. Hey, so sweet. I'm like, hey, you know, woman power. Yeah. Thinking of you uh, from afar. I appreciate that. Because at no point in the past um, lifetime have I ever felt confident and known what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm glad that that came across. You're doing great, girl. You're doing yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had this awesome event. Mm-hmm. To, Last week, two weeks ago, the 8th, March 8th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About two weeks ago. Two two Um, weeks ago, yeah. And it was our Grit and Grace event. Mm -hmm. So we got to spend some time together during the planning. Mm -hmm. And um, it was cool because Rocio, Chef Rocio of 910, came up to me and was like, hey, I want to do an event for International Women's Day. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. And then I said, send me your list of people that you want to participate and I'll do the same. And it was so funny because we had the same list. I was on that list. And you were on both of our lists. And it was just like weird. (laughs) Like it was like, I was like, if I could have anyone, this is who I would have. And then it was the same people. And we're like, whoa, that's that's some weird. Oh, look at us. Oh, so cute. So I I mentioned this at the last podcast that we did with Jordana. But unfortunately, there was no. No sound. No sound. We were silenced. But. Rocio used to be my landlord. Yeah, you t- <laughs> yes. I just want I just want everyone to know that yeah. she used to be my landlord. No, it's a great fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I love fun it. fact. One time we had um, where my apartment sits. It's like at the end of the sewer line. Okay, and 
the city was doing something, and basically, I hate to get nasty, but stuff came up yeah. from my toilet and my bathtub. Oh, my gosh. like, let's just say the neighborhood's shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. And um, I had to call Ro and be like, um, help. Yeah, help. You need to come over. And she yeah. brought over a bunch of kitchen towels oh. and gloves and um, a bucket. <laughs> nice. She's like, let's do this. Espana yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so we so go good. way back. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, you know, we have a, you and I have all these funny parallels yes. throughout our career and our life. Um, we have to go from the I, beginning. I know. Like, I we really funny. need to go to the beginning, but I want to give this small little side note here. Uh, I had a cooking retreat event uh-huh. last year okay. where I, I thought this was going to be like my new life calling where I was going to go on these exotic trips and yeah. take people and teach them co- how to cook. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do a trial run at this Airbnb in Marietta. Okay. Wine country, yeah. gorgeous ecological preserve. Uh, on the last day, there was a literal shitstorm uh, <laughs> while we were all eating breakfast as this septic tank. Th- yeah, oh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, I had 15 people that were now like running, literally running away from <laughs> shit that was seeping into our cooking class. Oh, so, you know, we, we go way back. Oh, yeah. we go way back. Yeah. It's just fertilizer, girl. You, you know, know, no big deal. Like yeah. Vibes yeah. for the grapes. But um, aside from all the shit stories, um, <laughs> also... I hate to start our morning, though. No, I know. You know, just get that stuff out of the yeah. way. Um, but as it turns out, you I just found this out this morning. Um, my first job ever in San Diego, and I'm from San Diego, was at SeaWorld in the arcade. And it was my first job when I moved out here from yeah. high school. So it was my first job here in San Diego, <clears throat> working at... The, board, okay. the, the boardwalk. boardwalk. It was called the boardwalk. Yeah. Back then, that was if you wanted to do the math. Yeah, it was like 1999. Yeah. That makes me 36. <laughs> Turning 37. Woo! <laughs> Prime of your life. Yeah. So I worked there. Yeah, me that too. summer because it was like the thing to, to do. It's right? the thing to do when you're a San Diego yeah. high school student. Where and, are you from originally? Um, San Diego. Okay. Ish. Born in the Philippines. <clears throat> nice. My dad was in the Navy. Um, moved to San Diego, and then I moved to Japan. Oh, right. You told me this. When I was 10 and um, left right before I turned 18. So I graduated high school there. So cool. but I lived in Japan, but I grew up on the military base. Nice. Okay. Well, I grew up in Japan, but like, yeah. I lived on in yeah. the military base. Cool. And Do you speak Japanese? I'm so sad. No. no. Yeah, I don't I speak mean, French I knew either. enough to yeah. get by mm-hmm. like while living there. Yep. Um, and then... You lose it. You lose it. That's how I feel about French. You don't use I lived it. A, I lived in it. Paris, and people were like, do you speak French? I'm like, yeah. at one point, I kind of did. Okay, so um, I went to this art show, and a friend of mine has a friend who's Japanese and mm. who just moved out here from Japan, but he, he knows how to speak English. And she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, Carmine's from Japan, too. Uh, and he uh, starts speaking to me in Japanese. I was like, I'm sorry, no. I got nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's so embarrassing. It's okay. You know. <laughs> you know what? I'm not the only one. A lot of my military... You know, best friends they don't that speak. grew up there, See, too. Don't there, speak Japanese, either. There you go. Not it's totally me. fine. I don't mean to call you guys out, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Um, so I was at Bobo, and you were working. Uh, you had opened Great Maple. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So we were, like, a year apart. We were. Yeah, we were, like, tra- switching off, trailing each other yeah. a little bit. Um, how, Sorry. Yeah. Right when you opened 100 Wines uh, yes. is when I opened up Great there Maple. There we go. That was it. So, um... How do you feel about opening restaurants? Um, You know, for me, 
like I, I was, you know, anyone. Yeah. Like, you set goals. And like, sure. Right, you know, I'm going to be a sous chef. I'm going to be a chef. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, it's like I opened up a concept. That was like conceptually, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I've ever done. So it's almost like opening up a restaurant, but not quite. Yeah. And then um, when I left Azul, Steakhouse out of Azul, I told myself like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to get out of like quote unquote corporate mm, mm-hmm. world a little bit. Sure. Because um, it was part of the Brigantine. Um, But it was just, I was just, I wanted to take a break a little bit. Um, My son was three and um, I just wanted to take a break. And then I worked at Barley Mash Mm. briefly for like five months with Kevin, my best friend. And um, and then I was like, man, this is too easy just being a line cook. Yeah, yeah. I need responsibilities. And so he started, I was kind of like the faux junior sous chef for him, you know. Um, But then I was like, you know, I really, I think I really just want to try it sometime in my life Mm -hmm. and um my friend mark mark perez um you know he's been working for johnny since he was like 13 um was like texted me randomly like hey girl so johnny's looking for a female chef i'm like really a female chef Nice. and i've always been a fan like i've been to their christmas parties before and like i love andy yeah and um um i've hung out with him many a times and then I was like, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it happened. Nice. And so now, present day of thinking like, holy crap, opening up restaurants, like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. No. Um, um, I, I totally will. Mm-hmm. I would like to try it one more time. Not to say that the first time was unsuccessful. It was successful and unsuccessful unsuc- for me just because there, there is no um, – no – manual to tell you mm. like step a this is what you do step right. b this is what you do next you kind of go with the flow and you know what is important which everything is a priority yeah and um so i think the experience was amazing and great technically i did it twice i was gonna say you yeah, you opened multiple wait, locations yes, so i like, technically i did it twice sorry. yeah um it's, it's all a blur i, I get um, it <clears throat> so the second time it was like all right let's not make the same mistakes the first time and then so basically the second location that i had opened was great maple torrance okay in la la county and um is that considered la yeah torrance is la right the south bay Uh as they they call it (laughs) but that one's a beast Mm -hmm. it was 300 seats oh man so it i hate to put it in this context but it was almost like opening up a freaking cheesecake factory with like yes a very like uh, small restaurant mentality. Yes. Yeah. That's and, that's exactly how... Because how many seats is Long Beach? I was going to say, that's exactly how it was for me going to Long Beach. Yeah. So open tiny little Bobo here in Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. When I was there, it was like 65 seats. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a bit more now. But um, And that one actually, I never planned. I didn't go into that restaurant expecting to be the chef. I went in as the sous chef. Mm-hmm. And before the restaurant ever opened... They promoted me to chef. So I didn't know what I was getting into, but everything really kind of fell into place. Looking mm-hmm. back, I think I romanticize it a little bit because I remember in the middle of that being like, blah, you know, yeah. but really, and and a lot of it had to do with um, the GM that I was paired up with at that restaurant in particular, where like we were just kind of a dynamic duo and she was super supportive of me and... Um, and it was really fun and exciting 
that I kind of forgot all the hard work that went along with it. Exactly. So when it came time to open 100 Wines, I was like, oh, I can do this. this. I've already done it. I have all this experience under my belt. The first one went really well. And then 100 Wines was really hard, like from the beginning, like just like incredibly tricky and hard and not easy. Yeah. Then um, I went up to the owners again Mm -hmm. and was like, yeah, something's off with that. Yeah. Um, but I still want another restaurant, but not this one. I'm it's such a princess. It's you want to challenge yourself. Yes. You see, like, hey, if I didn't get to do it this time, let me let me knock it out of the park for the yes, second time. Yes, exactly. Third. Yes. Yeah. So Until then I, I get it right. Right, exactly. Until I'm like, I, I can right. feel it. I can feel it. And I'm learning all this stuff. Like, this this next one's going to be the one. Yeah. And it was Boba Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And two levels. The bottom sat, like, uh, I want to say, like, 150? I walked by it. I was in Long Beach. It's when crazy. I was opening up Torrance, yeah. I, uh, I hung out downtown Long Beach, and I mm-hmm. walked by. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is Cat Spot. And um, huge. Huge. And then there's a whole upstairs <laughs> with a whole other kitchen that was all open seating that you could fit, like, another 150. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard. Yeah. And and it when you said, you know, it's like a um, like a cheesecake factory – like you're pumping out food yeah. and like the soul that I love so much from Little Bobo yes. wasn't there because exactly. it just couldn't exist for in that sure. big of a building. And it was difficult for me too because again, coming from San Diego and I think, you know, being able to work in these smaller restaurants mm-hmm. and by smaller meaning like not over uh, 160 seats, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, th- there's just something about the small, small community. community and all that stuff. And going to Torrance specifically, not to knock on Torrance. Torrance was great. They yeah. have amazing, you know, uh, Japanese mm. restaurants, Korean restaurants over there. But um, the area that we were at, it's more of a mall setting. So a lot of the employees or my employees at the time yeah. were coming from corporate restaurants uh. where uh, I basically point is I was asked, how many minutes does it take to get a golden golden French fry? Mm-hmm. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Uh, how it's just basically it, I yeah. just didn't. I, yes, I came from a corporate background in terms of the Brigantine family, but <clears throat> sure. Azul was not part of the Brigantine family. We right. were kind of like the a step sister, yeah, step sister, and we had our own island. So um, I didn't have to. We didn't have like all the, that. the manual, the booklet. Yeah. I kind yeah. of basically made it up myself uh-huh. as I was going through it, and. Um, so at Torrance, it was like, I basically, basically this one kid was like, oh, you don't weigh, like you don't, like the salad, like I have to oh, cut gosh. it up and it's not weighed for me already. I was like, oh, excuse what? me? Yeah. Yeah, no, you have to cut your own chicken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is how you cut chicken. Yeah. And it was, um, some of them came from very corporate, like very, again, mm-hmm. it's because it's consistent. Right. Their, their restaurant totally. backgrounds were very consistent. But I'm coming from like you cook with your eyes, you cook yeah. with your, your taste, your feel, Smell, like yeah. everything. You know, yeah. you put your passion. You yeah, know? And it, it, it got to a point where like that part of me of like let's cook, let's yeah. learn how to cook. It was dying inside because mm-hmm. I was forced to be a little bit more cut black and white. Yeah. Like this is how you do it, right? A or uh-huh. B. Yes, and know? I feel like with a bigger restaurant, like. With Bobo, if I was off on their chicken by a few ounces, mm-hmm. 
at a 65, 70-seat restaurant, uh, yeah, we might notice it in the food cost, yeah. but most of the time it'd kind of slip under the rug. Yeah. Um, or with the salad. Oh, that one was a little big. But I yeah. saw it because I've yeah. seen every single thing come out yeah. of this kitchen. Hey, next time, make this one a little bit smaller. Yeah. And when it was two kitchens for me upstairs, downstairs, and our line was so big that I literally yes. needed like a freaking walkie-talkie yes. to be like, hey, how long on table 703? Like, yes. I couldn't see the food that was all the way down there. Oh, my gosh. You were in the same position, right? too, because Great Maple Torrance was a C. Okay. Shape, or U shape. Whatever. C or U. Whatever. Yeah. And so it was like yelling yeah. on the top oh, of yeah. my lungs. <laughs> yeah. Fire this. Okay. Yep. Yes. Totally. We did paper freaking tickets <laughs> for a 300 seater yeah. until it was just like the the executive chef and then the the regional manager was like, yo, we need to get onto the computers. Yeah. We need to get into the system. And then, you know, Johnny and I were like, yo, no, we do 700 covers yeah. for brunch. Tickets only. Yeah. Granted, my... Great Maple. Great Maple San Diego was smaller. And so, you know, if, I, if I'm talking shit to someone, like, yeah. you can't hear me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like trying to validate what we did mm-hmm. at a smaller restaurant. Right. And putting, implementing that into a bigger restaurant yeah. was like, it was hard. And so... The changes for me, it just killed me inside. Uh-huh. Like, I get it, you know, In-N-Out or McDonald's. Sure. All those chains have timers for their french fries. But, like, we're cooking here. Yeah, look we're at cooking it. Here. Is it golden? No, you know? <laughs> and I was like, no, you need to know how a golden brown is. Yeah. And every, you know, and it's, it, it in that in that position, te- you know, you're already considered, like, the regional. Sure. Regional, right? Yeah loosely used but mm-hmm. you need a title and i hate that like yeah. yo i'm just here yeah. to make sure you guys are successful okay yeah. um um so i my emails started or text messages were just flooded with photos of this is this yes. how it's supposed to look yeah. like is that how it's supposed to look like right this color that color you're like and, the ultimate babysitter yeah and i was <clears> like <throat> oh my gosh mm-hmm. and so uh, i remember the batonet how mm. do you what is the measurements of a batonet? I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta bring it back. Yeah, bring it back old school yeah. and give the measurements. And like, I had to use a dowel or like, uh, you know, before I left for San Diego. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd go there visit and go back home. Um, I would have to use little props like mm-hmm. this size right here. This right. is perfect right here. Yeah. And I understand, you know, it's. And you know what? Also, it, it was what made it also difficult is that the turnover rate. In mm, Torrance yes. was very high. Long Beach too. So it was constantly like, "What we got a new guy? retrain, retrain, retrain all the time." Uh-huh. Whereas I'm coming from San Diego, where like our turnover rate here yeah. in San Diego, and I'm okay. I can only speak for myself. I was like, there. I think this is like <laughs> unique to you and Johnny, but that's awesome. Yeah. But go on. It was my Whoa. crew at Great Maple is like still almost like yeah. the same original crew, which mm-hmm. is amazing, yeah. and it, the same goes for Hash House too. Sure, you know? yeah. But it was just hard. I'm like. Who are you? Yeah. I got to retrain you now? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, let's do this again. Yeah. So photos were key, uh-huh. major key. Yeah. So speaking of turnover, because um, we had Johnny on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Johnny's the owner of Hash House and Great Moonfall. Um, we had him on the podcast a few episodes back, and he he mentioned that, like, there's a ton of original crew at both of his restaurants, mm-hmm. which speaks volumes to what it's like to work for him and in that company. Mm-hmm. So. Um, can you speak a little bit about that? What it's like to work with Johnny and and just the general culture that he yeah. creates or that you guys created? 
I think it's um, the biggest thing. And I always say this to a lot of uh, the new hires. Yeah. When, at the time when I was working at Great Maple, it was, hey, you work hard for me and you'll see me working hard for you as well. Yeah. And you'll see. And when I always, I always kind of utilize Johnny too, like, hey, you'll see the owner in here bussing tables mm-hmm. or if uh, he'll expedite if we're going down and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always like, oh, shit, the eagle has landed. Dad, right. Dad's in the building. Yeah. Hurry up. Get it together. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was our motto when we first started. It was myself, Johnny, and Bree. Mm-hmm. She's not here anymore. She or she she moved to Portland, but she was a general manager. She was also the manager of Tractor Room too. Oh, cool! Back in the day, so um, so she was raised by Johnny, you know, and then um, that hard work it was just instilled, instilled, yeah. and I already knew knew it like all hands on deck. Yeah, do it, whatever, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it was, um, but he also is a good boss in a way that like he cares. He's personable. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not one of those like, oh, the owner's here. Right. You know, he's like, I'm here in the building. Hey. And he'll ask <laughs> and granted, I am like his his assistant in the kitchen in terms of like, what was that guy's name again? Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh yes, I do remember him. And he'll say like, oh yeah, he his wife or his daughter or whatever. And he'll be like, hey, how's it going with your um you know, your daughter, is she doing okay? Or, yeah. you know, so yeah. that's what's great. And I think, um, as cliche as it may sound like, oh, we're a family. But if for m- my cooks to know that, like, yo, you're taken care of, yeah. we're friends. Right. And we're family in terms of, hey, you spend a lot of hours here, so we get it. Yeah. You know, we're going to, we deal with the same problems. I'm with you on that same boat. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen, but we also have a yeah. job to do. Totally. You know what I mean? You want to pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> We want to make sure we make food. You know? Right. Um, so that was great. So it was it was a no brainer in terms of like working for him because I know I I knew half the staff that he uh, some of his staff at uh, Hash House I was friends with mm-hmm. and they're just they just been there forever and I used to think like what's so great about this guy right you know what I mean yeah. and he's a great man you yeah know? yeah he's fun yeah and we're still cool you cool. know I love yeah. Great Maple and he we're, always makes yeah. sure to, yeah. to let us know he was here supporting me at Grit and Grace so yeah like, <laughs> he was <clears throat> um, awesome that's so cool. And so that's where you were. Yeah. And now you are? I am a an adjunct or AKA substitute teacher okay. for Mesa College. And I'm teaching um, fundamentals in food theory. So nice. basically uh, culinary 101. Cool. However, it's a lecture class. Okay. It's not – so I do demos, but it's it's – it's tricky in a way that, you know, like we were doing knife cuts a couple of weeks ago. They can't do it. Oh, yeah. That is tricky. Yeah. Um, I do it in front of them. So it's like mm-hmm. – so I'm in preparation for them to get to the lab class. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. And then they'll be doing the same thing that I yeah. taught. Yeah. So it's like how do you teach someone how to grill? <laughs> right. Without – yeah. Because it's all about like feeling yeah. and looking and hearing. So and... a lot of YouTube. Okay. YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Could see it. Can I mention something? Yes, of and course. And I'm doing my due diligence as like a, a, a regular chef, right? Yeah. So the hard part is some of my students aren't showing up for class. Oh, so no. I made this big stink last week. Like, hey, I grant it. It is it's school, and a lot of them are on federal aid, so mm. it's just kind of like, eh, I don't really yeah. need to be here. Right. I totally get it. That's that's a prerogative. But I said, hey, I know I'm just a lecture class, and I know this is my first semester, but you are dealing with like a 
a chef that just got out of a restaurant. Yeah. So, Granted, I do not pay you to be here, but right. you are spending the money to be here. Yeah. And um, I think that the chef part of me like really came out because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I have to instill this discipline in you now right. because your chef, your general manager, your boss manager, I don't care. They're not going to care because you didn't show up because you're not feeling well or you had car trouble. Like, right. no, bro. Yeah. There's Uber. There's Lyft. You figure it out. Yeah. You get to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so no true. excuses anymore. And, and you know, coming from the industry and, it's, mm-hmm. you know, everyone talks about it. Like, we're having a hard time finding great yeah. cooks out there. And it's like, if my students can't even show up to class. Right. Like, no. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sorry. Yes, Escoffier is boring. <laughs> the first week of just talking about, you know, um, mother sauces. Mother sauces. So- I'm actually doing mother sauces <laughs> right now. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, the first couple of weeks, it was just like more of the history. Yeah. And now I said, hey, some of you guys didn't pass the first exam. And okay, let's put that in the past. Yeah. But now we're into cooking methods and, mm-hmm. you know, all this. And we're going into sauces and how to make stock. Like, this is where it really matters. And yeah. This is where it counts. And, I really thought this semester I was going to have a bunch of know-it-all kids like, mm-hmm. oh, I already done that. It's a, it's a very small percentage. Sure. I have students that literally don't know what a whole black peppercorn is, which uh, is fine. It's yeah. totally fine. Sure. That is my job to teach you. Right. However, you know, again, I'm trying <clears throat> to instill discipline, but also instilling like, hey, yes, a lot of us chefs have gotten education, yeah. but we also taught ourselves right. outside, whether it be at 100%. a restaurant Go in the rabbit hole of Google yeah, or read so books true. or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Go out to eat. And yeah. I'm trying to, trying to do that. But, you know, I have some other students who I just have straight up, oh, I don't cook. Or oh, gosh. they just have an excuse for anything. Yep. And so now I'm preparing, like, my next next talk. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have our heart to heart. Right. Like, hey, and you got to – I hate to sound like cheesy, but, like, you kind of have to have – you need to have the passion for cooking, man. Yeah, or it's not worth it. It's not like you're on the computer and you're learning how to just right. type or whatever. Yeah. It's like. No, you got to have something know. inside you that's yeah. like, I really crave doing this. Yeah. Which um, I want to end with this short little topic of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget who brought it up, but you and I had a, a a moment where we were like, hey, isn't it weird not being in a restaurant? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's like. um the high anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, I mean, I've been out of a restaurant for several years now, yeah. but then I jumped into having my own business. And and so I've been at specialty for a year. But it is like high anxiety, I think, because for me, it was like I was used to firing like 800 percent all the time mm-hmm. and like juggling a million things. Mm-hmm. And when like you get to a normal th- job where you're like, this is your focus. Yeah. And you're like, well, what else? What else am I supposed to be doing? What yes. else am I supposed to be doing? Okay, so it's so funny that you bring that up because I felt like my anxiety <clears throat> kind of really hit me hard last week. It was yeah. almost debilitating. Yeah. Like I couldn't do anything. Right. Whereas before I was constantly moving, like after uh-huh. I left Great Maple, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. And I did it for like the first month. Yeah. I was even working. I all the fun. I was working out with yeah. Rachel King. Oh, Yeah. She's pregnant now. She's still working out. Yeah. I'm Damn. not working out. <laughs> um, but 
and then we were talking about like, man, I took on projects to be yeah, creative still. Right. So like, exactly. I tried macrame, didn't I? Totally failed. Yeah, okay. But whatever. No, that's not bullet in the journaling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We're like we're in Some, our journals now. Something, something. You know, stupid. But all the time. Yeah, but just yeah. to keep keep me that creative part. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, now I have all this time. Now yeah. I'm focusing on being a mom. Yeah. And I'm doing all these uh, field trips. Oh. And all that stuff. And oh yeah, we. Valentine's Day, we need cupcakes or we need this and that. And like, yeah. I'm I'm that parent now. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not for me. <laughs> I hate to say it. Right. I'm sorry. No, like, it's field okay. trips, cannot do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Woo! I couldn't. Yeah. I want to be like, kid, get over here. I can't talk to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because in the kitchen, we're given this uh, authority to command our mm-hmm. our brigade. And we we briefly talked about yeah. um, management. Like, yes. we're managing people mm-hmm. all the time. So that, that, that one part... With the kids, the field trip. Yeah. I, at one point towards the end, I started managing the teacher. Like, hi, the kids yeah. are a little crazy right yeah. now. Like, maybe you need to get it together. Yeah, yeah. And she wasn't speaking up, so I started, like, clapping. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, kids, let's go. <laughs> That's It's funny that your default's clapping, because mine too. And I, I'm at tribute on the weekends, but, you know, I'm... I'm not. I'm an. I'm technically a manager there, but yeah. it's Matt's ship, and yeah. so I like always defer to him yeah. to like do the discipline and managing. And two weekends ago on the line, this guy was acting really crazy, and I was getting. I was like, my blood was boiling, and I look at him. We're like this close, and I'm like, and I just like clapped super aggressively, and I'm like, hey, we need to fucking focus. And he's like, he looks at me, he goes. Okay, and I was just like, ah, oh like, but I had like the most aggressive three clap ever. Like, no, I just feel like by nature we're actually pretty calm, normal people. Yeah, but uh, there's something about me where like, yeah, piss me off. You yeah. know, it's like you're dragging the whole ship down. Yes. Like, we need to get it together. One time I was so upset at one of my cooks that um, I called, I called him my kid's name, and I called him like every. Man that I know uh, names. I was like, "What's your name again?" Uh, I don't know. Just get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, this yep, is terrible. It's being, good. Like being a What's your name woman. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, what yeah, the heck? I get it. Um, this has been super fun. This has been super fun. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours, yes, but yes. you know, look, 113 people have been um, privy to our conversation. Yay! Um, hi, Facebook. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, well, we had such an awesome event a few weeks ago, and I do want to mention that we do have another really, really awesome event coming up in Studio Kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's this Thursday. It's um, Benefiting Chef Celebration. So Chef Celebration is an organization that raises money to send kids to culinary school, mm-hmm. which like, woot woot. Which is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, we have a gr- Someone who all-star. is now an educator. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Professor Carmon. Um, we have an all-star team of chefs, Lance Rep from University Club, Alex Carballo, Tim Kalenko, and Ronnie Schwant. And Ronnie, I know. Okay. Um, and they're cooking dishes paired with a locally made mead from our own CFO and head of IT here, Christopher Seeley. I know. So mead. it's going to be super fun if you guys you want. see that quite often. It's super rare. And it's going to be awesome because, you know, the studio kitchen, it's like that interactive experience, which you don't get in a restaurant. Um, I'm going to be here. I hope that you'll be here as well. So head on over to the Chef Celebration Facebook page or also on Eventbrite. You can search Chef Celebration Mead Pair Dinner. Um, And it's also on the top of this 
specialty produce.com website where it says buy tickets now. Chef Celebration, March 22nd. So um, come on, join us. That'd be great. And Carmine, thanks for being here. I'm sorry I went on a tangent. I just feel like we have so much. To we talk. have so much to talk about. We need to do like sh- like Carmine Cat Part One, Two, Three, Four. Watch out for the YouTube guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start our own YouTube channel. Um, no, we. That's what this is about is tangents. So it's yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being Come here. Come see me at Mesa College. There it is. Send your kids to her. We're making hollandaise today. Oh, so fun. <laughs> I'm teaching them the traditional way and then what we do in kitchens. Cool. <laughs> I have to do both. I have yeah. To do both. That's keep how, it real. That's how I learned. I keep it yeah. real. Good call. All right, guys. Have a wonderful Monday. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm supposed to read this oh. closing line that I always forget. <laughs> to explore the San Diego food scene, head on over to <laughs> DineLocalSD.com where we highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. Remember to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dine Local SD for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs>